are we alone in the universe? Do ghosts and spirits walk among us? Why in the heck did you pay money to see a live podcast? It's time to find out at This, this Paranormal Life Live! Wow, thank you so much, everyone, for coming here to see this Paranormal Life live at the Hackney Empire. Oh, yeah. Make some noise. I really do love London, you know. You got everything here. You've got the pubs. Okay, yes. Oi, oi. You've got the museums. Slightly quieter chant for that one, okay. Where were you? I see what kind of crowd we're dealing with tonight. But of course, last but not least, you've got the football! Oi, oi. Wait, hold on. You like football? Can't stand it. Okay. Really can. Can't stand it? I don't think I've ever seen a full football game in my life. <laughs> I don't even know if I know all the rules. But my friends do say, you know, football is a lot like strip clubs. You only really have to remember one rule. You're not allowed to use your hands. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You better watch it, son. That's the beautiful game you're talking about. Strip clubs or football? Football! Football, football of course. Obviously. <laughs> For God's sake, yeah, we're, we're, we're stunned. We're so thankful to be back. As Rory says, we're in America. Uh, we've been away for about the last month. We were in America for about two weeks. I'll be quite honest. I think we overstayed our welcome. Specifically in LA, I think, I think we spent too long there. It started like rubbing off on us in weird ways. Like by the time we left LA, I'd got my teeth whitened. Yeah. I started to hit the beach, I was developing a bit of a tan. I found a therapist, started talking about my emotions. Thank God I snapped out of that. Oh yeah. Jesus. Welcome home. How embarrassing. I had gone completely soft. Bro, you're not gonna believe this. I actually, Jesus. I actually smiled at a stranger in the street one day. Oh. What was I thinking? God, why? Did he have a dog? <laughs> not, not even. He probably thought I was into him. But uh, that's just the vibe I give off anyway. But no, uh, it is good to be back, I would say. No, I mean, I think Americans always say about this part of the world, they say, we're not as friendly as they are. We're just the UK people, we're just maybe not a friendly people I think it's it's just not right is it like I had the loveliest conversation on the way over here tonight with the guy who mugged me like no. just the loveliest guy you know what I mean that's sweet let that me is. keep my own shoes and it was <laughs> they just don't make them like that anymore <laughs> I mean the therapy thing we just don't do it in the UK like they do it in America yeah. I don't know Rory you're American but you've been living here ever do therapy I've never done it before in my life <laughs> we couldn't tell how could you um, tell <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we know he's f***ing British isn't it <laughs> oh, what? talking about your feelings but um, I just think it's not because we're bad people is it we just don't need it because we've got queuing yeah <laughs> You know, like, that's all therapy is, is just remaining stationary for long enough to think about how shit your life is. <laughs> like, whenever I go to the post office, by the time I get to the front desk, I'm a new man. 
I've been thinking for 25 minutes, I've been standing there thinking about murdering violently everyone I don't like. <laughs> right, and by the time you get to the front desk mm. and they're like, you know, uh, hi, why are you here today? Your response is usually, I don't know, I think it's something with my father. <laughs> and the woman at the desk is not getting paid enough for that conversation. No. Yeah, you, you're just like, oh, right, 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 the packages. Uh, yeah, I'll be sending a bomb to my dad. <laughs> We're not here to talk about any of that. We're here for this Paranormal Life Live! Woo! Yes, a show that the New York Times has described as unsuitable for children, the elderly, or anyone with an IQ in double digits. Let's get a little cheer. Who's heard the podcast before? Okay. Okay. Arguably a useless metric in retrospect. Sure. Let's do it again, but it's for people who've never heard the podcast before. This what? guy! This guy! I don't believe it. There's got to be one more. No, it's not one guy. Okay, we got another. We got a few. We got, we a, got few. a few. <laughs> <laughs> You're in for an interesting night, brother. Well, hey, we'll make it easy uh, for you, sir. Yes. And uh, th those of you who haven't heard the podcast before or haven't heard it many times, why don't I just uh, introduce the team to kick things off? Let's go. Of course, standing right here in front of you is the one and only Rory Magic Powers. Thank you. The Thank big you. guy himself. Standing just to my right all the way from Port Rush, Northern Ireland, Kit Greer Mulvena. <laughs> Woo! Was that booing? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, we're going to need security on standby. Back in the foyer, selling merch like it's nobody's business, we have manager Charlie. Shout out, Charlie. And of course, in the booth at the back, making sure we sound so good every week, is the one and only editor, Phil. Shout out, Philip. We actually also have another special guest in the audience tonight. Oh. And that is the one and only researcher, Amy. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. So if you've ever listened to an episode of the podcast and uh, realized that a lot of the truths we're saying are completely made <laughs> up, talk to Amy. Right. right. Amy, as we like to call her, the complaints department. <laughs> Thanks for that, Amy. Now, you know, the nice thing about uh, being a team like this is we've been on the road so long and been working together for so long. We're so in sync with each other. I guess you could say that we don't miss a beat. Ho oh, ho! We're sharp as a whip. All right. Uh, we've been doing this. All right. So late, Phil. Don't play it if it's that late, Phil. We've been doing this show for about six years as you guys well know, and in that time we have proved without shadow of a doubt, indubitably, that we are the greatest paranormal investigators ever. Who laughed? Whoa, right. whoa, whoa. Thin ice. Thin ice. The problem is, we've proven we are the best, collectively. Sure. Problem with that is, only one can wear the crown! Ooh. Wow. Uh, fun fact, that music plays every time we say The Crown. Don't! Ah. Oh. Yeah, okay. You got it. They really hold that last note, don't they? They do. They really do. 
why don't I tell you guys a little bit about what we're going to get into tonight? Let's do it. Tonight, you are going to hear two stories, one by myself, one by kids. I have no idea what his story is. He has no idea what my story is, but they're both set right here in this very city. Ooh. Before the night is yeah. out, it will be up to you, the voting public, who've never f***ed it up before, to, <laughs> to decide who is the victor and who will take home the C word. Don't, don't call it that. We gotta call it something. Now, if you have listened to the show before, you know that every week we bring our stories to life using music and sound effects. And I'm happy to say that today is no exception because I have my little magic box. That's right. Using this box, I can take you to unimaginable worlds. I can make you feel like you're fighting aliens on a moon base. I can make you feel like you're hunting vampires in Transylvania! I can take you to worlds beyond that that you've never even How imagined. A world where my father is actually proud of me. I'm proud of you, son. What was that? That was like a little voice message my dad recorded for me. A little good luck voice message before the show. It's really sweet. Yeah, can we hear that one one more time? Yeah. I'm proud of you, son. Yeah, so that's the voiceover guy from the start of the huh? show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. He recorded... Well, yeah, sorry. My dad did the stuff at the start, too. He uh, did the start of the show yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your dad yeah. did, yeah. Yeah. All the like, yeah. All, all like that <laughs> shit. Like, he did that too. It was really cool. He's actually yeah. quite good at that. Your dad's name is Seamus, and he's from County Cork. Mm -hmm. He doesn't sound like that. He had a cold that day? Did he now? Yeah. Right, okay. It's clearly the voiceover guy that we hired on Fiverr for the mm -hmm. start of the show. So, uh, why don't you just tell me how much he charged you for the line? Joke's on you, he felt so bad for me, he did it for free. All right, give me the soundboard. All give right. me the soundboard. More than fair. All right, a little bit of housekeeping before we begin tonight's performance. As I said, there are two shows. There is no interval. If you want a drink, grab a drink. If you yep. gotta pee, just pee. No. Do it. In the event of a fire, run. <laughs> no one told me what the procedure is for this building. Right, I will. That's where I come in then, apparently. Just calmly make your way to the clearly designated, legally mandated fire exits. Well, technically every exit is a fire exit once the fire's going. Right. Don't say once the fire's going because it makes it sound like there is going to be a fire. Well, you don't know what's in my script, brother, but things are going to get hot, hot, hot. <laughs> right. Clearly, I don't. <laughs> Stop talking. Probably. Uh, you know, I will say uh, one more thing on the whole fire safety uh, procedure. Yeah. You know, when something like that happens, uh, they usually say women and children first. From my experience, they are the slowest. So push them aside, trample them. It truly is trample every them. man for themselves. And only the strong will survive. <laughs> Everyone understand the safety briefing. <laughs> All right, what do we think? Are we ready to begin tonight's show? Let's get the energy! Let's hit it! Let's go! This is my favorite part of the show because I get to sit down. <laughs> I really sit am down over for 30. 
fucking weeks, mate. <laughs> Flights, trains, planes. Um, no, what a pleasure. Mamma mia. Who's been in this venue before then? Right, so a small group of theatre nerds then. in the yeah. front row. Yeah. <laughs> well, since you asked, I saw Sir Ian in 20, <laughs> 2013. Uh, no, it's astonishing, isn't it? This is very cool. It's an incredible venue. It's, it's fantastic. So thank you guys for coming out tonight. You won't be disappointed. We've got uh, at least one, I know, incredible paranormal All tale right. tonight. All right. I'm sure Kits is going to be adequate per usual. You know, it's been fascinating bringing this uh, show around, well, the world, but the UK as well, because crowds are different, aren't yeah. they? And, and rooms are different. And I don't know, I think this one, I think this is a pretty wild story. Okay. I did save the horniest story for Glasgow. I don't, I don't know why, it just felt kind of appropriate that we got into like, yeah, I don't know, I feel like I can give spoilers now. We, we were talking about like sucking on demon ditties. Yeah. <laughs> And then we did the live show. Yeah. <laughs> it was graphic. It really was. And we're always a little bit surprised because uh, we didn't know until our first show in uh, Los Angeles that apparently a lot of these are all ages. <laughs> uh, we unfortunately realized that too late uh, for me to remove the Pornhub sound effect I had on the soundboard. So that was an interesting show. I'm sure for many in the audience, you know, they're kind of, there's kind of a petering laugh there where people are kind of to themselves thinking, what the hell is the Pornhub noise? That's what I thought until you hear it and you're like, oh yeah. I know it. You all know it. <laughs> Fair enough. Stop derailing my, my f***ing case. <laughs> Sorry. Christ, taking it to a dark place. All right. We ready? No interruptions. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't come to your job, right? When you're like, I don't know, saving lives on the front line of the NHS or something. <laughs> so just, you know, I understand laughter is like a nice thing, but like, you know, time and a place. Do you think I would ever interrupt Kit while he's trying to do an episode of the podcast? No. So let's show some goddamn respect, guys. Come on. I don't follow the argument, but I'll take it. Uh, I'm just defending you. Sorry, sorry. I, no, I it's sorry. you. I didn't know. I didn't know you were going to start just yet. Yeah. Because I felt like you... Sorry. You're still going. <laughs> just, you just felt so, like what? I felt like you weren't going to start yet, so I tried to get a little last line in there, but... Do you see how many pages I have to get through? <laughs> this is the next Roswell. Right, today's story begins not far from here, in one of the country's darkest, most cursed, and hellish corners. Croydon. Ooh. I'm just joking. We're obviously talking about Highgate. So, Rory, you know all too well, this paranormal life, we've covered every type of ghost story possible. Poltergeist, white ladies, ancient samurai, past presidents, Onibi, angry spirits, and Jeff the Mongoose. True. We've heard so many, Rory, at this point, we feel about ghosts the way a Subway sandwich artist feels about BLTs. We've seen one too many. So while London is bursting at the seams with paranormal history, I knew for tonight I had to find something extra f***ed up to show you. Oh, God. Bring out the donkey skeleton. <laughs> let's, let's get this night kicked off. No. Before I go any further, I just need to check on what Roy said earlier. There, there aren't any kids here, right? Oh, come on. Oh, man. Uh-oh. 
It's all right if there are. We can fix them up with like a free trial of BetterHelp after the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think it was the Chicago show where a single dad was attending with his two children, and we didn't make it. Five, and his mother. And, and his, his mother, mother, I should say. And we didn't make it five minutes into the show before I loudly exclaimed into the mic that he was a dilf. <laughs> In front of his mother, a grandmother to these children, and then he. His way of like covering up that faux pas was to say, don't worry, kids, it's just a type of elf. Yeah. <laughs> Which was think- <laughs> quick thinking. Yeah. On reflection. A mythical dilf. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like something we would have investigated before. <laughs> the, the best plot twist of all was he actually told us after the show they live in a commune. A real commune. <laughs> he gave us a flyer to join their <laughs> commune. Like I say, we need something special tonight. So today we're diving into a ghost story where the ghost wasn't even human. It's 1943 and World War II is raging. Junior RAF aircraftman Terence Long is on leave and visiting his friends in Highgate. This was a different time, wasn't it, Rory? Imagine me and you had to go to the front line. Fuck me, Britain's lucky we're not at war. Oh yeah. I'd be, I'd be like pulling every card I've got, like, oh, I think I've got webbed toes, bad <laughs> knee. I'd be doing whatever it takes to get out of that one. Right, they'd be like, it's the sleeping quarters, first rations over at zero, 0500 hours before basic training. I'd be like, for sure, quick FYI, I'm vegan. So <laughs> I don't really do coffee either because it's bad for my skin. So do you have like a chamomile tea or something right. yeah. in the barracks? Uh, Thankfully, we weren't there, and Terence was at his friend's house. It's getting late, he's getting ready to walk home, and he says he's going to take a shortcut across Pond Square. His friend's face drops. In that case, watch out for the ghost. Oh, damn. Nice. Well, this guy's an army dude, right? So he's probably... Got some, he's probably packing heat, <laughs> I assume. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how much he was expecting, like, Nazi officers at this <laughs> dinner party for friends. But maybe. I don't know the time. Terence turned around to ask what they meant by this statement, but when he did, they had already closed the door and locked it. <laughs> Good friends. He thought it must be just be a local legend, and didn't think anything else of it. Well, it was a bitterly cold night, and as he crossed Pond Square, he started to hear horses' hooves and turning wheels. He couldn't tell where it was coming from, but it was getting nearer and nearer. He turned around as the sound screeched to a halt, expecting to see a carriage, but there isn't one. But there was a ghost. Standing on the grass was not the ghost of a man, but the ghost of a chicken. It flapped its wings and ran around in a circle, basically like a normal living chicken. It was white, obviously, but it looked all f***ed up with feathers missing. It was running in circles until it vanished into the air. (laughs) Don't encourage him! Rory, what do you do in that situation? (laughs) 
The only person who should be haunted by a ghost like this is Bernard Matthews. <laughs> Maybe the colonel. Uh, or a third person, you. <laughs> That's true. Because of your f***ing diet, man, some Christmas you're going to have a Scrooge night where you get visited by four spirits of the <laughs> six million chickens you've eaten this year alone. <laughs> Uh, wow, this is a wild one for sure. You weren't lying when you saved a pretty interesting case for London. We've, uh, we've had cases where we've investigated cryptids before that are quite strange, you know, the axe-wielding goat man, the donkey lady. Yeah. But this is, and correct me if I'm wrong here, a ghost cock. It's glad to hear you, uh, I'm glad to hear you take this story seriously for once, Roy, because that's exactly what it is. Okay, I think I don't actually know its gender, but we can say ghost cock, yes. Right. Now, there was an interesting start to this where you were saying that there was wheels and carriages. Like, that felt like we were going in the direction that I usually know, that I'm kind of on board with. The ghost carriage, the cry of the banshee, this, uh, you know, vessel carrying someone into the afterlife. There's a chicken. Where did he come from? That kind of yes. threw me a little bit in the, in the mix of things. I'm actually glad you picked up on that. It the chicken or? It, it, <laughs> no. Because you made it pretty obvious. Yeah, it Can I hear that last sound effect again one more time, please? <laughs> uh, I mean the carriage because right. uh, it will become important later. Okay. Mm. Ooh, but some yes, depth to this I would agree. If I was Terence in this case, well, I suppose he didn't know it was a ghost carriage, but were, were I to hear a ghost carriage, I'm like ducking. I think I'm in Sleepy Hollow. Like someone's going right, to try and take yeah. off my head. Thank you, Phil. Still pretty late, I would say. <laughs> but, you know, A for effort. I will say, you know, traditionally, if you're seeing a ghost chicken... Chickens, I feel like I don't associate them with necessarily anger. And that's coming from someone who's been attacked by a swan as a child. Right. I mean, Those motherfuckers are vicious. Birds can be uh, vicious, yeah. For, for a creature that is incredibly easy to strangle, <laughs> swans are, are pretty, pretty daring, I'd say. They're hit, they got a big hitbox, that's all I'll say. <laughs> video game fans out there. <laughs> the less we ask about that, the better. I hate swans. <laughs> I just want to clear that up. But a chicken, I got nothing against a chicken. Uh, I like your eggs. That's all I'll say. That's what I would have said. A big to fan him. of your work, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I do agree, pretty much, uh, because it begs a lot of questions. Ghosts normally hang out because they've got unfinished business here on Earth. What the f*** is this thing's unfinished business? It was halfway through laying an egg when it died. Right. There's, it only has so much business. Uh, that would be me, though, if I were a chicken. Even though I was just a chicken and just by all intents and purposes had a chill life, I would be bitter enough to hang around in the afterlife just, just to <laughs> f*** with the other chickens who ate my grain. Also, uh, saying that a chicken would stay on Earth as a ghost because it was halfway through laying an egg also implies if a human was halfway through taking a shit, oh. it would stay on this Earth. Isn't that Elvis's <laughs> ghost? <laughs> it's, not, it's not the first, it won't be the last. Like I say, Rory deserves to be haunted by chickens for the rest of your life, but... Arguably all of London does, right? Hot take, because London is famous for chicken shops. I looked it up. 8,000 chicken shops in London. Whoa, oh my so, God. Hell yeah. 
starting to feel weird about it though, right? Um, fun fact, you know the way all the chicken shops in London are kind of like vaguely KFC rip-offs, like the sure. logos and stuff? Did you know that it's the one guy designed all of them? What? Let me R- turn the page and get his name. <laughs> Morris Casanova. What a name. AKA Mr. Chicken. <laughs> I believe Mr. Chicken is his father, Kit. Sorry. <laughs> Chicken Jr. Uh, designed over 90% of London chicken shop logos. The logos, I see. Wow. Hey, that's just one of those gigs where if you get in with the right crowd or flock, then, uh, you know, you're, uh, you're golden. Don't pun during my story. <laughs> Silence! <laughs> I'm getting off topic. The point is, plenty of chickens have died in London, but clearly, this one is special. Otherwise, there'd be ghost chickens everywhere. So to really understand why there's a ghost chicken in Highgate, we've got to go back in time. Back to 1626. Ooh, 1626. (laughs) Almost 400 years. Rory, we're still in Highgate, and this time with Francis Bacon. And no, that's not a pig. <laughs> have you heard of Francis Bacon? Uh, the, that name sounds really familiar. Before. Have we talked about him on the podcast before? And no, not the famous contemporary artist, Francis Bacon. That might be who I'm thinking of then. Pro- probably. But this is an equally famous, maybe more famous uh, person. He was a chancellor of England back in the day, but he's famous because he invented science. He invented science? Yep. What? We've talked about this before in the podcast. Back then, you could invent anything and become a millionaire because just because you were the first person to like take a bath or something. <laughs> but he invented so like it was an open book, the world, and you could he invented science. Like wow. it sounds mad, but up until that point, the world mostly ran on vibes. I mean, the economy, one big vibe. Right. Politics, arguing about vibes. Healthcare, take two of these vibes and call me in the morning. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, once you go back this far, you do kind of enter a weird period of history where things didn't exist yet. Because I remember (laughs) we were, uh, when we did our, I believe it was our 300th episode, where we uh, went all across London and drank in some some of the most haunted pubs. Yeah. That was a Halloween special. I assure you, it wasn't just an excuse for Kit and I to go get wasted all across London. But we actually went to a pub that was so old that one of the patrons who drank there was the guy who wrote the dictionary. <laughs> he invented words. <laughs> it's actually true. It is. So once you go back this far, you're meeting the guy that invented science. I mean, there's got to be enough nerds in the audience who are going to have a problem with what I'm saying. But the, sure. the point was, he sort of was one of the fathers of the scientific method. He was one of the blokes who came along and said... Why don't we actually see if stuff is true and not just believe in it? Right. He basically loved evidence, which is why this podcast is his nightmare. <laughs> he sounds like a nerd. He really does. <laughs> You've turned on him already. Yeah. I'm telling you this because in 1626, in April, it was freezing cold with snow all over London. Bacon was riding in a horse-drawn carriage. With the king's doctor, Dr. Witherbone. They were arguing over the best way to preserve food. And just then, Bacon looked out at the snow and had an idea. Again, another billion dollar idea. What if we freeze shit? 
What if we freeze food? <laughs> Dr. Witherbone thought this was a piss take, but Bacon wanted to test his theory. So they stopped the carriage immediately at Pond Square, bought a live chicken, slit its throat, ripped oh. out its feathers, cut it open, cleaned it and everything, then packed it full of snow and buried it in the ground to come back later and see what happened. So close to being hygienic and doing things right. Right. Like cleaning the chicken, removing the feathers, preparing the meat, and then they just f***ing slammed it in the ground, <laughs> yeah. buried it with snow. That, don't dig up that chicken. Don't eat that chicken. Right. And that's coming from a guy who's eaten a lot of bad chicken in his life. <laughs> You've eaten a lot of chicken nuggets off the ground, which is pretty close. I told you about that in confidence. Right. So. The only problem was... Going Jeffrey Dahmer mode on this chicken <laughs> meant he was now freezing. So he went to a friend's house nearby to warm up and stay the night. But his bed was so damp that, and so cold that he got pneumonia and died. Whoa! Jesus! That escalated quickly. <laughs> Shit was different back then. So He's like, if only I hadn't invented science. <laughs> <laughs> Curse you, my own creation. <laughs> I mean, we've lived in some true shitholes, but this takes the piss. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> like, was it just soaking, soaking wet? What kind of house is this? I mean, we kind of joke, but... I literally got back from uh, touring for the last four weeks, uh, right. just recently to my apartment. And just out the front of my uh, building, the roof has collapsed and there's a big <laughs> bucket where the water's been pooling. And I kind of just walked around it and into my house. Right. Sometimes you're just, if you're a guy who's inventing science and burying chickens, sometimes you're just too busy to look after yourself. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta die. <laughs> uh, but something about this chicken's sad, short life meant it's been spotted repeatedly in North London for the last 400 years, mm. including 1948, when Terence saw it at the beginning of our story. Throughout World War II, patrolling air raid wardens would see a white chicken at night that vanished if approached. And if they chased it, it would even vanish straight through a wall. In 1969, a car broke down near Pond Square, and as he got out to see what the damage was, he saw a large, f***ed up looking chicken watching him from across the road. He walked closer to it, but it vanished before he could reach it. In 1970, a couple were making out in the doorway of a house when a ghost chicken flew down and landed beside them. It ran in a circle once, then disappeared. However, I will admit, there have been very few sightings in recent years. Mm -hmm. A researcher for this episode actually lives down the road from Pond Square and went to take a look at the area. But alas, the only chicken he saw was being served at the brasserie around the corner. We are left with more questions than answers, Rory. What did this chicken want? Well, you know, I'm just going to stop you right here. Sorry, because I was in the middle of listing a lot of rhetorical questions. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It better be good. No, I just, I really want to stop you because uh, you just rattled through like five different sightings of the ghost chicken yep. uh, throughout time, throughout history. You say there's some contemporary sightings, you know, coming all the way up to almost the current day. All I'm going to say is uh, if we're investigating a case like that, 
Usually this is where we need some evidence. Well, uh, <laughs> it was 1600. <laughs> this must be something else in here. Um, yeah, I can kind of see the end of the script. So. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> there weren't cameras, I don't think. Right, just, you know, you know what it's like on the podcast. Usually uh -huh. we tell the stories and then at the end you go, oh, don't believe me? Look at this. Look at this CCTV footage from a KFC where the chicken was seen running around the kitchen freeing his brothers and sisters. You know, there's usually some kind of evidence to support the case. That's a joke, man. Don't get, yeah. I, I, sorry, I just need to... I'm proud of you, son. Don't oh. play that again. Don't play that again. Oh, it just makes such a difference. You know, I, sorry, just one more. You're not a disappointment. There's more? Huh? You got more of those made? I thought there was one. I didn't get anything made. That would be weird if you only did one. He obviously <laughs> recorded like a longer voice message and I cut it up into bite-sized samples. Are there any more on that soundboard? No. Give me the soundboard. No, there's nothing else. There's nothing else on there. All right. Take a look for yourself. Your mother and I don't think you've wasted your life. It, they never really come out and say it, so it's like, it's nice to hear, you know. You're so much smarter than Rory. I mean, it's his words, not mine. Come over and give your old man a back rub. All right. All right, whoa, hey. That was something different, dude. Like, Why would you get I him to say that? The biggest thing is like video games or something in it. It's like... Sorry, that was come on over and give your well, old man yeah, a back, right, back to the story. So, Rory, Rory, Rory. Silence! Okay. Back. You guys don't remember that, right? Uh, back to the story. I've told you a mad case. We've gone over 400 years of sightings. Big gap in the middle, fair enough. Nothing recently, yeah, fair suspicious enough. Suspicious gap, yeah. Uh, <laughs> where is your head at about Francis Bacon's Ghost Chicken of Highgate. I think it's a... Okay, thank you for that. I think this is a really exciting story, actually. And as someone who, yes, has been haunted by chicken once in their life, mm. when I uh, got food poisoning at the Super Bowl in 2001, <laughs> the chicken came back with a vengeance, trust me. Uh, this is a case that's close to home. You know, yeah. I always enjoy it when we do cryptids on the podcast. But this is a weird situation where we've kind of... I mean, it's not a cryptid. It's an animal, but it's a ghost, you know? Yeah. It's a weird mix. Right? I mean, you know, I'm not going to start poking holes in my own case here. But if I were to, I think the point is that, like, loads of animals die, right? So the big problem is, why this one? Well, I mean, I guess that's a problem with human ghosts, too. But, like, why this ghost and not all the others? Yeah, I mean, you know, I will say, uh, when we're talking about cases where there's ghosts involved, the one thing that we need is an excuse for them to be haunting people. Yeah. This one had a pretty bad life. Yep. Buried in snow. Yep. Head cut off, feathers removed. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got just as much of a reason as any chicken to come back and haunt people. It is true. Um, I mean, sometimes with cases, it's like when a story is strange enough, that almost pushes it into the more believable category, doesn't it? Mm, I don't know if I'd go that uh, far. You know, I see what you're doing it? now. And... <laughs> People, rise with me. Isn't it more believable <laughs> that something mad happened? Surely a lack of evidence is a sign of a cover-up, <laughs> is it not? It's like, no, it definitely isn't. <laughs> Shit, it was worth a try. Well, Rory... 
as I say, that's the story. Wow. Can we give a big round of applause for Kate? All right, thank you. Thanks, ladies and gents. That's enough. That's enough. What? I said a little bit of applause for Kit, all right? I that think was I earned way it. way too much. As you know, there are two stories tonight, and that was only the first one. The best is yet to come. Are we ready to begin the second story of the night? Let's get the energy up for Act Two. Come on, let's get the energy up. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you are somebody who loves all things spooky, then Real Life Ghost Stories podcast is the one for you. My name is Emma. I am the host of Real Life Ghost Stories podcast. And every week I bring to you three podcast episodes that are full to the brim with paranormal stories. Every Wednesday and Friday, I release a mini episode, which is dedicated to the spooky stories of our listeners. And every Sunday, we deep dive into a famous paranormal case. You can find Real Life stories wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Phil, kill the lights. Huh? Our story today begins not far from this Sorry, what the f*** is happening? Uh, Let's get those lights back on, please. What are, what you, are doing? you doing, mate? What, what? I'm trying you, to do a thing. I'm yeah, trying you to can't do- kill the lights. That's like a... It's like a... <laughs> oh, thank you. Our, the, clearly, the, the, the front of house is on one side here. You can't do it, mate. There's like illegal shit. Fire exits, all that. We can't do it. If it's illegal, I'm a criminal. Phil, kill the lights one more time, please. Our story today begins not far from right, this. Right, this is not building. on. We can't do it. Let's keep oh, it going. God, Come on, lights on. Let's bitch. keep it there, please. For the love of God. Fine. I don't need lights or production. I'll tell my story the old-fashioned way, like the cavemen did, <laughs> with words. Like you do every week. I'm a little worried, I will say, that Rory wasn't holding a script until just now. So... I'm a little concerned about what he was planning on saying. Yeah, for your information, I hadn't thought that far ahead. You're right. So, Clearly. London, when I was researching paranormal stories right here in this city, I knew I wanted to find something great. 
So I headed to the best place on the internet to find terrifying stories. Reddit. <laughs> sure. One post said, I'm looking for the scariest paranormal stories right here in London. Reddit, show me what you got. One reply said, if you want to find some real monsters in London, try using Hinge in your 30s. <laughs> but one post in particular did take this request seriously. User Sonic the Ledgehog <laughs> wrote, <laughs> trustworthy guy, obviously, <laughs> wrote, if you want to investigate a real paranormal story, then you need to look into one of the most cursed and evil places that's ever existed in the UK. The site formerly known as Newgate Prison. I hit your chicken sounds. <laughs> Brother, what are you doing to me? I'm trying to steal my sauce. Many say that even poultry was arrested behind these bars. What kind of prison was this, man? <laughs> I meant to hit this one. Okay. <laughs> I'll admit, uh, my attention peaked, Kit. You know, we've investigated haunted hospitals, asylums, right. restaurants, museums, but very few haunted prisons before. It's true. You know, I suppose we can get into the details of, like, what creates a ghost? Is it some sort of awful experience or unfinished business? Put it simply, when your life is shit, you become a ghost. And yeah. these guys' lives were definitely shit. Yeah. I guess I never thought prisons would be haunted because if you died in jail, the last thing you'd want to do as a ghost is stick around. Yeah. You're not going to be noble enough to be like, well, I got 75 years, but I only served 72. <laughs> right. I'm going to hang around here for an extra three. I'm a ghost of my word. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was arrested for a lot of things. Not lying, though. <laughs> Murdering? Sure. <laughs> Pillaging? Destroying villages? Burning them down? I ate a child once, but never lying, except for the time I said I did not eat that child. <laughs> Is this the not in a weird way? Is that yeah. him? Not in a weird way. He sounds a little similar. <laughs> I'm scared to pass on. Not in a weird way. Pretty sure I'm going to go to heaven, except for the child thing. <laughs> yeah, saying not in a weird way after the child thing is the, the only time <laughs> yeah. it is warranted. That's a situation where maybe you should be specific. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To begin our story, we're going to have to dive back in time to the 13th century when King Henry III was in power. That's right. We're starting off with a bit of a history lesson. Now, King Henry was a pretty ruthless ruler, and if you broke the law, there was only one place you were gonna end up. Mm. Newgate Prison. A cold, stoned, windowless fort right in the center of London. It was a brutal place, made famous by its appalling, overcrowded, cruel, and unsanitary conditions. But it's also known for more than that. Because the legends say that there's a paranormal beast that stalks the grounds of this place, hunting and devouring those who cross its path. Jesus. So not, not, not a prison. This is a beast. Well, there's also a prison. No, no, but not prisoners, but a, 
some kind of creature. Oh, there's a creature. Don't you worry. If you thought that a prison was pretty bad, imagine a, a prison that also has some sort of night demon working on the rotation. You've got to keep them in their cells somehow. Yeah, this will do it. Uh, as I said, weirdly haven't covered a lot of prisons on the podcast before. Right? Yeah. They are very cursed. I actually recently, I think I told you recently, I drove by, we went on a drive in Northern Ireland, and we drove by the one closest to us. I'd never seen it before, but it is creepy. It is creepy when you drive by one, because it, it never really happens, and you're just thinking about all the people and all the f***ed up things right, yeah. that they did to get in there, man. I mean, I don't think normal people have those thoughts when they look at a prison. They're just but then like, on the flip side, you think about, like, it must be cozy, right? <laughs> like... All your meals brought to you. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> people not doing your head in. No phone, no yeah. notifications to annoy you. I could actually get used to that kind of place. Yeah, living in a tiny room and eating three shit meals a day is my current living situation. <laughs> so you might as well put me behind bars. <laughs> now, the story really begins... When a strange elderly man arrived one day in Newgate Prison. Now, this was a place that was full of killers and thieves, so it was strange to see someone this old and feeble arrive in the jail. What was his crime, you may ask? Well, it was being a wizard. F off. I wish this was a joke, but the official records state that he was thrown in jail for, quote, practicing sorcery and magic in an attempt to kill the king's subjects. God damn, I didn't know Merlin got locked up. He did. Pour yeah. one out for the homies. <laughs> Shit. Bro, free, free M-Dog, bro. Yeah, you gotta be careful if you're doing a tribute to Merlin, because if you pour out a potion for the homie, <laughs> you don't know what that's gonna do when it hits the ground. <laughs> Right, the earth explodes. Oh. oh, shit. That's why he got locked up. He was making these potions. Uh, the evil sorcerer was locked away in jail, forced into a dark stone room with the rest of his cellmates. Unfortunately, his cellmates were the one thing that's worse than being a wizard. They were cannibals. What? Yeah. We need... Sorry. Okay, Pause sorry. the music. We need to have... I... I don't know if anyone here works in the prison system, but this can't go on, guys. We need to start separating these prisoners out <laughs> on the severity of the crime. We can't have people who stole pick-a-mix going in with murderers. Right, especially not cannibals. I mean, the, the worst cellmate that you can get really paired with is a cannibal because they're one of the few criminals that can still commit their crime. <laughs> Even while in prison, they got everything they need. Right, right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like bringing in someone who, who got done for embezzlement and just being like, and we need you to do a very important job of looking after the prison's finances. Right, like, yeah. don't give them that opportunity. The thing that they are being arrested for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> humans, their favorite thing. <laughs> don't show them other humans. Uh, it's also pretty impressive they managed to catch this many cannibals. Uh, I feel like cannibals are infamously quite hard to arrest because the very nature of their crime involves eating the evidence. Mm. Hard to pin down. That's something, you, that's something you have in common with cannibals, yes. <laughs> eating the evidence. Now, I did do that once, actually, on yeah. an episode of the podcast. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's because it was classified. Because if Kit had seen it, it would have blown his little mind. So I had to do the noble thing and eat it. Unfortunately, I also ate <laughs> the rest of the script along with it. So... I didn't I really have a conclusion say, for the end of the say. podcast. 
Yeah, hard cut to Roy being like, anyway, oh shit. <laughs> We're gonna need you to do the second half in about 45 minutes. The old man's cellmates, who were starved from meager rations, bad idea to starve them, took one look at the feeble old man and knew that he wouldn't be able to defend himself. What are you about to say, man? Uh, you know, anything could happen. Anything could happen, and we don't know what's going to happen. But they ate the wizard. All right. <laughs> All right. They did. I was going to do it in a more dramatic fashion, but they ate the wizard. That's the, uh, that's the one kind of defense against the dark arts. They don't teach you at Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, you can just kill and eat the other guy. <laughs> um, the fact that he was a wizard better not be the only paranormal thing about your case because it's pretty convenient <laughs> if the only paranormal thing got eaten within the first two minutes of the case. I'm telling you, they ate the evidence. <laughs> even of today's case. No, we're not joking about this. This is a serial... Serial case in his kind of the following night while these prisoners slept a darkness crept into the jail one of the men awoke to the sound of footsteps echoing down the hall he approached the bars of the cell and peered out into the darkness as the footsteps grew louder he could see a shadowy figure approaching now these guys were already on edge they had just eaten a wizard <laughs> yesterday Right, if you didn't already have a guilty conscience. Something is coming for, for you from the shadows. Now this thing, whatever it was, it was a figure with the same height and build as the old man that they had just eaten. Right, we can just speed this along. We all know it's the ghost of the wizard. Do we, Kit? The footsteps got louder and louder as the figure got clearer until finally it emerged from the darkness. But it wasn't a man at all. It was a dog. <gasps> a large black dog with thick, wild hair, growling like a demon. The prisoner couldn't explain it, but he'd seen those eyes before, specifically yesterday when he ate them. Mm -hmm. Sorry, you sounded like you had a problem with the story so far, so... I don't. Okay. Moving swiftly on. I just... Alfred! You told yeah. me it wasn't the ghost of the... Of the but it's the spirit of the, of the wizard is now in a dog. We don't know what it is! It's his Patronus or whatever. We, it could be anything. It could be... Yes, it had the wizard's eyes. Uh -huh. Sure. But, you know... They say dogs sometimes begin come to look like their owners, don't they? Isn't that a thing? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So this could be some sort of right, ghostly spirit. Okay. It could be just a regular dog. It could be this. <laughs> could be the wizard kicking in. You know? The what? <laughs> I haven't done a lot of drugs in my life, but eating a wizard, <laughs> you're gonna see some shit. You know what they say, like, don't have that second wizard until the, you've, the first one's kicked in. Right, right. And if you're <laughs> freaking out, take a glass of orange juice. Yeah, chill out, yeah. put on some snow patrol. Yeah. Just relax. <laughs> the dog will go away. Don't worry. He's friendly. 
This continued night after night. As soon as the lights went out, this demonic dog would stalk the halls of Newgate Prison, growling with an evil snare, revealing its razor-sharp teeth. It was as if this dog was waiting for the prisoners to be set free before it would pounce. Whoa. The strangest part of all, when the men in the prison complained to the guards about the dog, they were told, there is no dog in the prison. Sure. And yet, it would appear every night waiting for them. Which is not something we see very often. We've actually weirdly had it uh, a couple of times recently. But a reoccurring ghost, very often it's a one and done. That's hopefully why we don't have photographs and stuff. Yeah. But a reoccurring every night ghost. Exactly. And I mean, we've investigated um, spirits taking on many forms before on the podcast. But can I believe this is the first time we've ever seen people being haunted doggy style before? <laughs> All right. Please never say that again. That's a technical term referring to this specific type of haunting. Sure. But you're right. This is quite a unique case uh, so far. I guess sometimes we've seen like phantom animals, like phantom kangaroos and stuff. Mm. But I'm kind of getting that the implication here is that maybe this is the spirit of the wizard or the wizards, as you said, like familiar or something like that. Mm. How strange that we both like uh, we're not bullshitting at the top. We don't know what each other are going to cover. Uh, when we get into the show. Strange that we both landed on animals. It's yeah. pretty much never happened before. It worked out pretty well. We got like a little thematic thing going here, you know? Uh, chicken, dog, no evidence, evidence. Uh, like it's a cool back and forth, you know? C- credible kit. Mm-hmm. It's like a nice balance. You know, it's... And it is pure chance. And also thanks to the furries who bought out the entire top balcony. Shout out! Shout you out to guys. Furry Nation! Yeah, we're being lobbied by furries <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Did I mention this dog had a hog? Yeah, <laughs> a six-pack, and it was greased up. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. It is Comic-Con this weekend, and that is the place I've seen the most furries in my entire really? life. Really? Well, you were at New York uh, Comic-Con the other day. Was there any furries? The whole wolf pack was there, brother. <laughs> They really were. Yeah, there's, there's uh, quite a few. Was anyone here at, at Comic-Con so far? Anyone going over the weekend? All right, hell All yeah. Right. I'll see you guys there tomorrow if I survive the night. <laughs> I'm wearing uh, the gray leash. That's how you'll see me. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Silence, mortals! Let me get back to my story. We're getting distracted. And like a dog, he's had all his tests, so, you know. (laughs) Okay. That's all I'll say. (laughs) As the weeks passed, the men became terrified that the black dog was going to make its move. So they decided to plan their escape before it could get to them. The group of prisoners rioted, killing several guards and escaping the prison walls. But they didn't make it far. One by one, the black dog hunted them down. Even those that survived for a few days claimed to see the black dog wherever they went, following behind them like a vulture. Days later, the men were found in pieces, ripped apart with chunks of their bodies missing. Pieces? Oh yeah, this thing got to them. Wow, he really like... Turn the tide. They went cannibal mode 
on him and he was like how would you like to look like a 12 pack of mcnuggets <laughs> right yeah <laughs> chopped up i mean it's a pretty uh, poetic way to die isn't it you ate the wizard the wizard becomes a dog and the dog eats you <laughs> It's a pretty good end to the story. It's I not, mean, it's not a poetic ending I've ever read. I think read, we both but know yes. I don't understand what poetry is. <laughs> and yet, this isn't the ending because the craziest part of all, kid, is that hundreds of years since then, prisoners at Newgate claimed to see the black dog still stalking the halls, watching them from the shadows until they went insane. And I know this sounds pretty far-fetched, but a dark shadow looming over you 24-7 until you go insane is pretty common even these days. They're called student loans. So we're still seeing this in the current world. By the time the 1900s rolled around, the prison's reputation was in the gutter. Not only were the daily conditions appalling, but word of the demonic black dog had made it to the public. The building was clearly no longer fit for use and was closed in 1902 to be demolished just two years later. But here's the problem. What construction company is going to want to tangle with a building this cursed? Surely bulldozing the insides is only going to make the hauntings worse. Well, for a job like this, there's only one group of guys that you need, Kit. A bunch of dads. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, audience, do we have a, a word for a group of guys like this? Dad Let's get that one more time. Dad That's right, it's a dad squad. Who's that coming up the hill? Yeah, don't be scared, it's a dad squad. You can run, but you can't hide. Breaking the law to enforce the law, that's why. Just some dads with a couple of guns, keeping their community safe and fun. Some are married, some are divorced, and some of these dads don't have kids at all because you don't need kids. To be a dad, you don't have to have a penis, or even be a man, you just need Levi jeans, and to be a little drunk, yeah. It's a dad squad, it's a dad squad Vigilante justice in a pickup truck, yeah It's a dad squad, it's a dad squad Dad squad What the hell was that? Just doing a little song, you know, up in the uh, production value for the story, you know? Dad Squad, yeah! Yeah! I didn't know we could do songs. I, uh, it seems like you kind of purposely didn't tell me you were going to do a song because you knew that I wasn't and that my story would look like complete shit if I didn't do a song. You could have done a song. No, I would have like prepared something for the night had I known what was going to happen, obviously. All right, well, hold on one second. Because I do have something on our soundboard. I've got a beat. You have a beat? Yeah. You make beats? It's 2023. 20, Everyone makes beats. <laughs> yeah, all right. I've got a beat on the soundboard. Why don't we, I'll play it. You just do a little freestyle rap about the thing. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. I that's, don't know. You guys want Kit to do a rap? I don't know. 
I don't know. That way it's fair. Like, I, I did a song. Kit will do a song. All right, play, play the beat. Let me, let me at least hear it. I'll decide. Okay. All right, let, let me okay. hear it. No, no, no. It's a trash beat. Stop the beat. Stop the beat. What? I need a different beat. What are you talking about? The beat's fine. It's a trash beat. I need it. I can't work we with that. We only have one beat. All right. All right. It, just play it, and I'll, I'll, try, I'll try something. I, I, can, I can work with it. I'm, I'm a professional. I can work with it. All, All right. right. Let's go. I just want to say before we get started, huh? uh, this is already taking way too long. Um, mm -hmm. so let's just try and keep it light, and let's keep it fun, because I've heard you rap before, and sometimes you get really dark with it All really right, well, fast. So let's just keep it light. Let's keep it fun and brief and just, yeah. Yeah, well, sorry, but some of the tropes of the genre are kind of crime and misogyny. So we're going <laughs> to have to take it to that place. Yeah, I think if you want to freestyle. I think we just keep it about the chicken. We'll keep it about your story, you know, so that... Oh, right, yeah, the story. <laughs> okay. Uh, sure. All right, fine. No, obviously, I'll keep it light. Hey, I'm an entertainer. Let's go. All right. Everyone ready? Let's go. Hell yeah. Here we go. Take it away, Kit. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Uh, 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 You have to say something. What? You have to say something. Bro, I was ad-libbing. Th it was a freestyle. I'm thinking of what to say, bro. That was 14 uninterrupted seconds. You, you have to... Do you know how this works? You, have, you don't have it in your head. You have to think of what to say. I don't know what to tell you. That was half the beat. The All beat's right. not that long. All right. It's okay. fine. Oh, well, we could do it again. Let's try it again. Just as a little experiment. Right. Let's just veto the word uh. We're just going to take that out of here. We're just going to yeah, ban yeah. that oh, one. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I don't and need We'll just uh. try that one again. I got this. Okay, All right, take let's number go. two. Here we go. All right, take two. Fire in the booth. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. You have to say what? something. I'm thinking. You have to say. I'm thinking of what to say. <laughs> it's a freestyle. You don't have it in your head already. This is insane. Do you think whenever Drake goes in the booth, Metro Boomin is like, stop saying 21 so much. Stop, stop ad-libbing. No, he lets him cook because he's a genius. He does say 21 a lot in that right? song. Yeah. And it works. Okay. All right. I apologize. That's me interrupting. This is your thing. I have my song. This is your song. Let's try it again. Okay. Last time. Let's do it. Let's Here do we go. It. Okay. Here we go. All right, let's go. Uh, what? That was me that time. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. This is insane. It's just, it feels good. It feels amazing. It really does. It's just an awkward. Uh, it's actually of beat. a fire beat. It, it really is. The beat is great. <laughs> okay. I freestyle, you ad lib. Okay. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Let's go. Yeah. Uh, it all happened one night. Terrence got a big, big fright. He was walking through the pond That's when he heard the sound <laughs> A ghost carriage It was riding round Going clip clop <laughs> <laughs> That's when he saw it A ghost chicken It was a see-through bird <laughs> Flying through the air Terrence got so scared That his hair spiked up then It was filled with ice 
It was looking nice. <laughs> I might eat it up with gravy in my cup. Yeah. That's when Francis hit the ground. He was so tired that he fucking died. <laughs> this was the end. This paranormal life, I think it's time to shut up. Ah. Uh. Hey. I don't know that it helped my case. <laughs> uh, I think the best thing to do is just pretend like that didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> sure. We both technically had songs now, though, so it is <laughs> even, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd like to say. Why did you let me do that? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is besides the point. We're getting very distracted, and I'd like to bring ourselves back to the story that's still unraveling right here, the destruction of one of the most cursed prisons in the world. Okay? So if you're done rapping, Kit? For now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to our story. The squad of dads came in and destroyed the prison, knocking down over 700 years of history. And while the public were hoping that destroying the building would cease all paranormal activity, this wasn't enough to erase the demonic history and sightings of the black dog. In fact, one sighting of the black dog came from only a few years ago. Hmm. One user posting anonymously on the internet said, when I was 23, I moved to London for work at a marketing company, and part of my daily commute was passing the Old Bailey, the courthouse that used to be the site of Newgate Prison. When I started work, it was towards the end of the winter break, meaning that by the time I left the office, it was already pitch black. It all started one evening when I was walking home, around 10 at night, I passed the Old Bailey, and there, in the alleyway to my left, was the dark silhouette of some kind of creature. Now, if you've lived in London, you know it's not uncommon to see foxes on the street or hear them shagging non-stop at night. But this was different. This creature wasn't shagging anything. It stood there, motionless. I had this horrible feeling come over me as it watched me walk past. Night after night, the dog would be there, watching me from the same road in the same position. It looked like every night it got one step closer. I thought, any day now, I was going to have to kick this thing. <laughs> but instead, I went for a more peaceful option. I prayed. I'm not even a religious guy, but something about this dog freaked me out. And the next day when I walked home, it was gone. It was months later that I'd heard the story of the black dog of Newgate Prison, and although I haven't seen him since, the memories of those nights still haunt me to this day! <laughs> is your story over? Shit. <laughs> uh, no, it is, it is, it is. That is really the duality. Thank you, we had a little applause here, actually, before One you interrupt, yeah. Oh, Ah, oh, shucks, you guys. Oh. You're so glad everyone joined in, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Those are the furries I brought from Comic-Con. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Put your paws down, really. 
that is the duality of man right there, isn't it? You know, you see a thing, first instinct, kick it. Second instinct, <laughs> pray. Like, I thought you were going to say, that's the duality of man. First wizard, then dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he really had that dog in him, obviously. <laughs> he really did. Uh, you know... It's not for me, the prime investigator, to judge this story, but there's a reason I picked it. I think this one is really interesting and kind of blends the world of uh, history and folklore with contemporary sightings. It's quite unique in that sense. It is unique in that sense, you know, having so many sightings, so much history, and yet no evidence. I knew that it's was kind coming. Of, yeah, that's fair. It really boggles the mind that way. Um, Sorry, let's just get um, uh, one quick recap of uh, Kit's evidence from his case. Yeah, that was about it. <laughs> Pretty emotive stuff, though. <laughs> so, no, I, I will give it to you, although I kind of made fun earlier that there were parallels between our cases because they both involved animals. Uh, really, they couldn't be more different. Uh, granted, they both happened right here in London, but uh, yeah... I mean, yours is arguably a lot more terrifying. I think you said people were ripped to pieces. Ripped to pieces by a dog. I really liked that part of the story. Not for the grisly details, but uh, the concept. I mean, doesn't that feel straight out of a horror movie? Mm. Uh, almost like Final Destination. Like you were part of a horrific act, and now you're one by one, the group being hunted down by a beast. <laughs> right? Yes, because in a horror movie, you know, the dog would be a metaphor for like communism or something. I right. get it. A hundred percent. In this case, it's a metaphor for wizard. Yeah, it's not really a metaphor at all. It's just, yeah, he just changed. He did just change. But that's why I like this story. It has a little bit of everything. Real-life grisly details about an actual prison that existed for over 700 years, I think. Uh, and then combining that with some of the kind of, I guess, English uh, folklore legend, which involves wizards and sorcery and shapeshifters. 100%. I mean, we've, we've covered on the podcast before that England is the home of Merlin. Oh, yeah. There couldn't be a more famous wizard than that. I'm truly not even that aware of any other famous wizards. It was really one and done. Gandalf, uh, who was the guy who taught people at uh, the, the Harry Potter one? <laughs> right. But Dumbledore, but thank you. But, but, but at least Merlin was semi-historical, right? Not like a children's book. That's very true, yeah. 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 Although, uh, if you went to Comic-Con today, you would have seen a couple Dumbledores, I'm sure, <laughs> okay. in the flesh. <laughs> Not a lot of Merlins. But a fantastic story, I think. Let's get a little round of applause for Rory's story. All about Newgate Prison. Wow. We knew London was fucked up, but mamma mia. Between the chicken and the prison, <laughs> we might as well just bulldoze this whole city. Wow. Well, I think we've reached uh, quite an important part of the night, Ooh, kid. I think you're bloody right, Rory. I think it is part of the night where we figure out what is happening next. We explained earlier the premise of tonight's show, that these stories were not just for fun. In fact, they weren't fun at all. They're going head-to-head <laughs> in a war. And there can only be one victor. I'm still freestyling. Let's get that beat back, bro. Yeah, I'm right. ready to go round two. All right. I played the wrong song. <laughs> Bro, I can't work with that. Oh, it's man. been a long tour. <laughs> uh, all right. Let me explain how this bit is going to work. We've got a lot of people here with a lot of things to say about uh, what went on. Uh, we are going to get you guys to vote on who, which story really you thought was the best, who should win. And we're going to do that by 
making noise. Now, Phil is in the back. He's got every type of fucking paranormal measuring device known to science and God. He doesn't need any of them. He's just got a volume thingy he's waving about right now. I think it's an app. Okay, it's an app (laughs) available on the App Store. And what we're going to do is we're going to get you guys to cheer for one story, cheer for the other, see which one's loudest. That's the victor. Does that make sense? Okay, lovely. I am worried. Sure. Because my story was first, I'm going to get the first cheer. I'm worried you're going to do that thing where you're not really warmed up and it'll be shit. So let's do a test cheer on the counter. Three, one, two, three, make some noise, Hackney! That is exactly what I was worried about. That was crap. Terrible. Let's do it again. Let's make some noise for real. Three, two, one, let's go! Oh, yeah. I think they're ready, Rory. I think they're ready to. Okay, members of the audience, this is the moment. Who thinks that the winner of tonight's show should be Kit? Okay. And who thinks the winner of tonight's sales should be Rory? Oh! Oh! <laughs> Why is this here? I blacked out. What happens? <laughs> All right, Phil, crunch those numbers. Ooh. As we stand here, as we thank you, Furry, in the back. As we stand here, Phil is crunching the numbers, figuring out once and for all who will be the winner of tonight's performance. There can only be one. He must be done judging by the tone of the music. Phil, let us know who the winner is. Kit. Don't mind if I do. It I looks, could get uh, used to this. It looks frustratingly good on you. Wow. So late, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's on edibles back there. Unbelievable. Um, wow. Hey, congr- one more time. Congratulations to Kit. Right, what a great thanks, story. Thanks for the votes. Appreciate it. Absolutely appreciate it. I could get used to this. I kind of uh, color coordinated for the night. I thought... Uh, I had a feeling, you know? Yeah, it's, it's interesting to note, you know, uh, as I said, we've been doing this show all across America. Uh, they weren't quite as receptive to the whole guy dressing up like a king thing. Right. And telling, telling uh, them that we were better than them, really. Yeah, Boston, tough crowd. Yeah. Uh, also, Scotland didn't like it. And Belfast, weirdly. So, <laughs> this is really just for you guys. <laughs> And we're going to get beaten up at the meet and greet. Brilliant. (laughs) Uh, In all honesty, you know, we want to take just a second here at the end of tonight's show to uh, say thank you for coming here tonight. You know, Kit and I, we've been doing this show together for six years now, I believe. We've got some day ones out there. 
And when we started it, you know, it was just a way for us to hang out, make each other laugh every week, and tell these funny, crazy, hilarious stories. And somehow in that journey, uh, we stumbled into everyone here tonight, this amazing community of people who listen to the show, who come to the shows. So give yourselves a round of applause. Thank you for coming out. A thousand percent. And like we used to have like all our early, it wasn't even until last year that we even <laughs> left London. So, so many people here have been a part of like our earliest meetups in the park. You guys have been there for the earliest live shows, Vault Festival. Oh my God. Everywhere else we've been in the past. You guys have been so much a part of the journey. Stay around for the meet and greet. Come to the bars. We said we've got the whole team here. We've got editor Phil, managers Charlie and Tom. Our amazing researcher Amy is in the crowd. She's going to be here tonight yeah. for any complaints, as we said. Uh, but it's truly amazing to have gone on this journey with my brother Kit. Come on over here, buddy. This is it. And we're here. We made it to the Hackney Empire. Hackney, you have been fucking amazing. We have been this paranormal life. We are going to see you later. Remember to live fast, investigate, investigate and, and die young, baby. baby. Play the drums, Michael plays the booty. They go coast to coast, just hunting for the booty. Yeah, I'm searching for that booty just because they're trying to sue me. Cause I'm stealing all their wenches, got them acting like a floozy. We go port to port, looking for some fun with my wooden peg leg and my flintlock gun. Sailing on the seven seas will save you from a drive by. If our cannon misses you, I'll take you in a knife fight. Pirates in Porsche. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.